0: Let's say that you have found the perfect website or online business to buy, but there's one tiny problem, which is actually a huge problem. It's a five or six figure asking price or more, and you don't exactly have that full cash in hand. Well, what if I told you that is no problem? Hang with me here. By structuring a seller financing deal, you may be able to acquire that business now and pay for it via a payment plan over time. This type of deal structure is called seller financing and it makes it a lot more accessible for you as a buyer. But also if you are the seller, there's a lot of benefits to seller financing for sellers as well. I'm going to explain all about it in today's episode. Let's jump right in. You're listening to the Her Paper Root podcast, a show all about money and entrepreneurship with host Chelsea Clark. Chelsea is a marketing strategist and the founder of HerPaperRoute.com, a friendly and supportive hive for ambitious, passionate entrepreneurs like you to learn how to growth hack your idea into a profitable business. We encourage you to fearlessly tackle your wildest goals. We know that as your own boss, you can deliver your unique message and make more paper. You just need a plan. Here's your host, Chelsea Clark. Now you might be wondering what exactly is seller financing? I don't really get it. How can I buy my dream website without breaking the bank? Well, with a seller financing deal structure, you propose that you will pay the seller back over time and the seller is essentially giving you a loan to buy their business. And I know that that might sound unreal but it's actually a pretty common type of deal structure. Seller financing is when a seller provides a loan directly to the buyer instead of the buyer having to go through traditional lenders like banks. You're basically cutting out the middleman. Essentially, the seller is extending credit to you, the buyer, which you repay over time and typically with interest so you become the borrower the seller becomes the lender and the website that you're buying is becoming collateral for the loan so when structuring a seller financing deal you will pay a down payment upfront and I am a website broker I help content creators and investors buy and sell millions of dollars worth of websites on our platform nicheinvestor.com and when we structure deals like this for our buyers and our sellers the percentage can really vary so the down payment percentage it's going to vary on a deal by deal basis. But to give you a rough outline, you're typically going to pay a down payment upfront that's anywhere between 20% to 50% of the sale price. And then you'll pay the rest down via monthly or quarterly payments, sometimes annual payments. I've done deals like that before, which I'll give an example in a few minutes. Usually that first down payment is done through escrow, arranged by the broker, and then the payment plan is paid directly to the seller, just between the buyer and seller. In most cases, you can expect to pay 2% to 3% interest on the balance, sometimes higher. However, like I say, each deal is different and will be worked out between the buyer, the seller, and the broker. Now, why should you care? (laughs) Well, as a buyer, seller financing has a bunch of different benefits. For one, it helps deals close faster. It could mean lower interest rates than if you were dealing with a bank. It may enable you to purchase a business with less cash upfront, of course. It's just a more accessible financing option a lot of the time and more flexible terms for repayment. But the biggest benefit here for you as a buyer is that you can essentially pay back the loan using funds that the business earns each month now that you've acquired it. We would never do a seller financing deal for a starter site or a business that is not earning revenue. You want revenue generating assets, of course. And we want you to be buying businesses that have cash coming in and sales happening, affiliate sales, ad revenue, all of those things. So a seller financing deal really is only ever done when it's a revenue generating business. But it can be really really beneficial to you. If you can just put a bit of the purchase price down up front, pay the seller that, and then you can pay back the seller the rest using the revenue that the business is earning. Essentially, but There's a couple things you need to know about that, which I will get more into in a moment. But if your wallet is low on funds or you just don't wanna pay out a big lump sum for a site immediately, seller financing could be an ideal situation. But there's also a number of benefits of seller financing for the seller too. One, it opens up the door to much more of a potential buyer pool who may be interested in buying your site. Two, it's an ongoing income stream for sellers. Three, it's potentially a higher sales price because if the buyer, if you're doing a seller financing deal, then the buyer is probably going to be paying a bigger purchase price. The buyer may even bid over asking in order to get those flexible financing terms. Number four, It's often a quicker way to close a deal as opposed to traditional financing, because with traditional financing, there's a lot of paperwork back and forth. You have to get approved for so many different things. Whereas if it's just you and the seller doing the seller financing deal with the broker's assistance, then it's very quick. Things can actually be put onto paper and moving forward within a couple of hours, sometimes as opposed to weeks. And number five, and I think this is the biggest benefit to sellers, is that it can actually be a tax benefit to receive lower payments over time rather than a big lump sum at once. Let's say the deal is $400,000. If you were just going to pay four hundred dollars to the seller in one payment, that's probably going to bump them up into a higher tax bracket where they're going to have to pay additional taxes on that income. Whereas if if those payments were split over time, they would have a lower tax owing. Now, disclaimer here, I am not an accountant. So always reach out to your own accountant for advice about your own business in your province or state. But generally speaking, it's usually better to receive money in smaller payments over time than to receive anything all in one big lump sum at once. Another thing to mention is not everybody has access to traditional financing. This is especially true if the business that you want to buy is owned by a seller in a different country than you. So let's say that you are an American and you found your dream business that you want to acquire, but the seller lives in a different country. They are not an American citizen, so they don't pay American taxes. Now, it's not a big deal to buy businesses from other countries. I buy companies from sellers all over the world. It only makes a difference if you need to get a small business loan in order to buy the business, because if you're American and the business you want to buy is not owned by an American, chances are very slim that you will be able to get a small business loan because that U.S. lender can't verify that non-American business. And as I mentioned, getting a traditional bank loan or small business loan, that process really does take a long time. You need to be qualified and the business also needs to be qualified. It's a lot of paperwork, which you don't necessarily have to do when you're just doing seller financing. You can wave goodbye to trying to impress those big intimidating banks or fret about not having a high enough credit score because when it comes to seller financing, sellers take on that lender role and they're usually more understanding about such qualifications. And of course, oftentimes you can actually get better interest rates because you are proposing the terms and essentially you can choose what you want to offer, how much interest you want to pay over time. And if the seller agrees to it, then great. It's probably better than a big bank interest rate would charge you. Seller financing means that less cash has to leave your bank account, giving you more funds to reinvest into the business that you're acquiring so that you can actually grow it and pay off that loan faster. Now you're probably thinking, okay, this all sounds great, but what do I need to know to actually make it work for me? So I wanna share a step-by-step guide on everything that you need to know about navigating this process as smooth as possible. So, number one, after you've done your due diligence and you're ready to make an offer, you need to make sure that you start out with clear terms so that everyone is on the same page. So, as I said, I run the nicheinvestor.com marketplace. Go and check out the listings that we have there. You can find websites that are earning from revenue from digital products, ad revenue, affiliate revenue, and in all different types of niches. And there's something for every different budget. So, once you've found a website and you've reached out to the broker, if you're working with us, my team will be happy to assist you step by step. The entire process from when you propose your offer to managing the escrow to managing the transfer of assets, all that good stuff. But you need to have the terms of how the payment plan is going to work. Just be put in in stone to ensure that everyone's on board with the payment schedule, how interest will be calculated. So there's just no surprises. And then step three, your broker is going to take all of those terms and put them into a legal sale agreement so that everything can be agreed upon. It's put in the contract. And this is going to ensure that there's no he said, she said situation down the line. It's a legal document. Everything's in writing and everyone understands what they are entering into. The next step is to consult with a lawyer. So have your legal person step in and read that agreement. And this tip is for both buyers and sellers. You just want to have that assurance that nothing is going to be missed and that you are protected at every stage. I'll give you some real world examples of seller financing deals that I've been involved in. One was a recent one. It was a food blog and she had a lot of traffic coming to her site. So there was a lot of interest on her listing as soon as we put it up. We had a lot of interest. I was speaking with a lot of potential buyers and the seller, she accepted a $300,000 offer. He had proposed a seller financing deal where he would pay $75,000 today and then $75,000 one year later. It worked well for the seller. She was happy to split that $300,000 sale price. It was a good situation for her tax-wise. Another option could be for that $300,000 selling price, 100,000 of it could have been paid as a down payment and then following the, the following $200,000 could be split over 24 months. So the buyer would send $8,333 to the seller each month until that balance is paid down. We would probably recommend that you have some interest added into that percentage. So as you're paying down the loan, the seller's getting a little bit of a boost of interest on the balance. Now, some of you here listening may have gotten kind of excited when I said that you can sometimes pay back that seller financing loan using the money that the business is earning now that you have it, now that you've acquired it. And I've seen success with this many times, but I've also seen when it doesn't go according to plan. And that happened to me. What happened is I purchased a blog for $50,000, I paid $30,000 down, and then the deal was that over the next few months, I would pay the remaining $20,000 via a monthly payment plan. Now, when I bought that blog, it was making about $1,500 a month, primarily from ad revenue. So that's why while the seller was owning it, and that's what the that was the revenue that the business had been valued on. Well, when the ad account was transferred to my account, I noticed right away that the RPMs were lower than they had been with the seller. I reached out to the ad network and I asked if there's anything they could do to help get it back up to the numbers where the, it was with the seller. And they just said, oh, it's just seasonal, or oh, you have some traffic from lower paying countries and da da da. So, All I could do was just work on the site and try to get the traffic back up, get the ad revenue back up, the RPMs back up. And eventually it did. But for those first few months, that blog was not earning $1,500 a month. It was barely earning $1,000 a month. But I still had to pay the seller, the, the seller financing payments, and I wasn't able to pull from the business revenue that it was generating yet so thank goodness that I had some money on the side that I could pull from to be able to pay back the seller because otherwise if I had just been counting on the business revenue I wouldn't have been able to like what would I have done it was pretty shaky in the first few months but eventually it bounced back but this is just really important to know that sometimes it won't go to plan you cannot guarantee the future success of any business just because a business has been successful under one person's ownership does not guarantee that that same success will continue right away under your ownership or ever again. So even if you have a really good deal structure and you're looking forward to being able to pay back the loan using the income that is generating currently from the business, just know that you can't 100% guarantee that it will be able to perform to pay back that loan. You should always, always, always have some money on the side as a standby because things can happen. A site can go through a rough season, an algorithm changes, it'll lose traffic revenue goes downhill anything can happen so just be aware of that the great thing about buying online businesses is you have control over what you do with it you have control over its growth so you can publish more content you can monetize it better you can add better products you can drive more traffic to it you have control over your investment so you can earn your investment back Unlike if you invest in something like stocks where you just kind of throw your money in and hope for the best, when you buy an online business, you are at the wheel. You can control it. So you're never at a loss of control, no matter what may happen in algorithms and search engines and all that stuff. So I hope that these tips give you some inspiration about the options that are available to you so that you can acquire businesses and start earning from them now, even if you don't have thousands of dollars in your bank account just yet. Now I invite you to go and check out the listings at nicheinvestor.com to see what we have available to acquire today. We're adding new listings every week. So go and take a look at what we have right now. Thank you for listening today. I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Her Paper Root podcast. We hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please say so by leaving us a review and be sure to share this episode with your friends. For more entrepreneurship resources and to connect with Chelsea, swing by herpaperroute.com. Now go make something.